Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hollywood Sports Mom. Thanks so much for being back with us. We have another special guest today that I'm very excited about. Hello, Erin. Hi. Erin's <laughs> calling in from, so are you in SoCal right now? Yeah, San Diego, okay. or like Northern San Diego, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. An area I'm very familiar with, because I think you live probably like two miles from my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, you guys can probably meet up for coffee at Pete's or go yeah, to Vons or something. It. But um, anyway, I was uh, internet introduced to Aaron, who runs this amazing Instagram. Um, Instagram. But well, what am I looking for? Instagram. <laughs> she runs an amazing Instagram and it's called <laughs> at my beautiful blunder. Um, at my beautiful blunder, she has nearly 50,000 followers. Um, I, as if you can't tell Aaron, I'm new to Instagram. Okay. I look at your, <laughs> go ahead. I only have been doing it since, uh, October, 2019. So I mean, I'm, I'm not new to you, but yeah. I'm, um, yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay, but you're way, way far, far ahead of, okay. far ahead of me. But, um, so Aaron's account at my beautiful blunder, like I said, nearly 50,000 followers. And I love how you say it's real and raw mom talk. Yeah. And it is. And I, I'm going to be honest in saying I went into this thinking because I'm just coming off my three-parter um, episodes on my fertility and my infertility journey, you know, right. encompassing seven years, 10 IVF, six miscarriages, all these other crazy once in yeah. the one in a millions um, that ended up with a one in a million miracle baby. So that's great. Um, but I thought the whole conversation would be about that until I really started reading a lot more of your posts. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, this is crazy how much we have in common <laughs> um, when it comes to more than just the fertility stuff, but about life and even, you know, where you live and where some of my family's from just yeah, a lot yeah. of, <laughs> a lot of crazy yeah. stuff. So thank you for being here today. Sure. And I got to say, I'm just going to start by saying I, I, I cried while reading some of your posts. And oh. are, are you a writer by trade? You know what? I never, I like graduated from UCLA at poli sci, but like, so backtrack a little bit, but like, okay, so I'm a horrible test taker, but like any type of writing I could just go on like I could write and write like research papers I'm like fine fine so I've always liked to write and not really about like history to be honest but like mm -hmm. so um when I started all of this I actually started off writing blogs mm -hmm. and like in, like a blog right and my friend was like well how are people gonna find it I'm like I don't know how do mm -hmm. people find it just you have to you have to put it on Instagram. So I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I actually started by like writing really long or longer, you know, right. blog posts. Um, and then I just kind of realized like how therapeutic that was for me and how easily like the words just spilled out. I mean, if you ask my husband and probably most people that know me, they're like, Yeah, she really likes to talk. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a correlation, but nonetheless, here we are. And I think over the years of writing literally every single day now um it's just I, I don't know like it comes it comes really easily for me like people ask me like how do you post every day I'm like the honestly the photos and like the pretty pictures or not pretty pictures are what's sometimes like more difficult for me to like create I guess mm -hmm. 
I'm like, give me any image and I'll write anything. And I right. just, and you know, I was always thinking, I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to run out of things to write about, you know? Cause like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And we're very similar in that way. You're a total, I've talked about this in previous episodes, total right side of the brain person where I'm like you, like I hated school and it wasn't, I mean, I didn't do all that well either, you know, but it was because I knew I was, I don't want to say artistic, but I had, you know, some part of me that wanted to be more expressive and I couldn't figure out what it was. I tried painting. I'm like, no, I suck at that. I tried drawing, you know, I tried singing. I'm like, this is a disaster. And then when I discovered writing, it sounds like similar to you. I realized, okay, my writing can have an effect, you know, and, and can, yeah, yeah, that's sort of my thing. And that's definitely what I take from your account. And I, I, I think, I mean, you, you write so eloquently about besides all the infertility journey stuff, which is enough unto itself, marriage and life and choices and, you know, like just struggles um, that really, really were, were kind of poetic to me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And that, you know, first I'm going to highlight, I mean, you and I, uh, just to start touching upon the infertility stuff, you and I are, are in that, you know, special club, I guess you can say that people don't wish or choose to be in and, and, but we're in it. And so we kind of have started to rally and say, Hey, we're in this together. Um, but I, I just reading your stuff, your years of IVF, the emotions, the pain, I I like that you mentioned the bills, you know, and then, and then the anxiety, um, that comes along with it. But some of our similarities, I know you had seven baby losses and I had six, Mm-hmm. Um, you, and this is probably one of the hardest things for both you and I, you had to have a medical reduction. Um, and I, yeah, and I had a ectopic, um, and you know, a beating heart in my, yeah. in my fallopian tube and had to stop it. And, and I know, you know, I read your piece on that and really struck me because I know what I went through. I mean, I remember it was August 16th, 2015. I'll never forget the day, you yeah. know, and the, yeah. the, the hard emotion that, that went into that. So I, I saw we both went through that, um, which not many have to, you ended up with three beautiful girls. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So my reduction was part. So the twins were triplets. And so mm-hmm. that was where the reduction came. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were obviously so thankful that, you know, we had made that decision, but at the same time, like how horrible it is to have to make, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, we obviously know we made the right choice seeing that the girls were born really, really small, but you know, they went to term and, um, only one stayed in the NICU for about 11 days. And, mm-hmm. and to me, that's, you know, such a win. Um, yeah. And then yes, the third beautiful girl came Many, many years later, much, many more cycles of IVF. The twins were actually my first IUI. I mean, they were like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's Um, good. Which is is interesting because of how different the other, you know, the second time around Mm -hmm. was. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and then I just saw last night something you put and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You said, I still have a mosaic embryo that I think about. We do too. And it's, it's, and I mean, when those first came about, you know, I'd been going through IVF for years and years. And then all of a sudden they call with the test results 
and they say something entirely different. They're like, okay, so it's chromosomally normal, but there's a couple abnormal cells on chromosome 19. And I'm like, well, what are you saying? They're like, we're saying we don't know. And we just figured this out and this is science and it changes. So we're going to yeah. freeze it for you. And I, it just, my husband's like, what the heck? Like it, I, I remember the day it was just kind of mind boggling to hear. Totally. It is. It's something that like, honestly, I think about every single day. I mean, I, we still don't know what we're going to do. My husband is really scared of the what ifs about it, mm -hmm. what it takes and what if it becomes, you know, too abnormal to carry and we have to go through another reduction um, or, you know, a, a miscarriage, which we've done that too. Um, when we, we do have three beautiful girls, you know, so he's right. more of like, let's just be so thankful that everybody's healthy in the family we have and like why, you know, and, and for me, it's, it's one of those things I'm sure you can relate to where you've worked your, can we say ass, your ass off, you know, to get these embryos that are, that you know now can become a baby, you know, like I look at Ariella and I'm like, wow, like this is what you were. And I think for a long time when, we were going loss after loss. You never quite put a face to the embryo. You know what right, I mean? And right. At least I didn't. You know, some right. people may. Um, and then having her here and knowing what she was, it was like, oh, so this is what it can be. You right, know, and, right. and then you think about that mosaic embryo and you're just like, man, but if, if I don't know, if I don't give it a chance, will I regret it? No. Not trying, you yeah. know, and it's still, you know, like we did speak to an embryologist and a um, geneticist probably now, it'll be about nine months ago that we spoke to them and they kind of said, you know, the longer you wait to make the decision, there'll be more science. And so yeah. there'll be a little bit, you might have more data, you might have something else to pull from. So my husband's like, let's wait a little bit longer to get that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If no, it, it, yeah. Time, but well, and that's interesting that you say that because when they first found mine, I'm trying to think, it was probably around 2015, 16, and they said, we don't want to transfer this. You know, that was their, yeah. we're going to freeze it for you, but we don't want to transfer it. I'm like, okay. Well, then fast forward a couple of years, and then my fertility doctors are acting more positive because I guess they've been keeping track and they had transferred, I think, up to five, like as of two years ago right. um, in their, you know, fertility offices and they, um, you know, three out of five were successful, healthy babies. Oh, wow. and, and they said the other two that weren't, you know, one didn't stick and the other was a miscarriage very early. And yeah. so then they were all kind of not fired up, but like positive about it. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, this is a whole different thing than 2000, you know, 15. And it is, it's, it's amazing. And then uh, just a side story my doctor told me, she said, you know, I had a couple come in here um, and they were having a hard time getting pregnant. And I believe the female was pretty young and they ran all the genetic testing and everything else. And it turned out that the female, the, the woman sitting there was a mosaic embryo herself oh, wow. because she had some sort of a syndrome that wasn't anything bad. It's right. just, she was a super tiny person. And my doctor said she was tiny and, you know, short and thin and just very tiny in stature. And that was really one of the only things. And then, so I think that gave them a little bit more, you know what I mean? Like positive feeling of listen, yeah. you know, and, and ours happens to be on chromosome 19 
And if you okay. look up chromosome 19, it's very rare to have a mosaic in that. It's it's the um, chromosome that has the most traits. I forget the number, but it's like 20,000. But you look at what the traits are, and it, it spans from a hammer toe, which who cares, to thyroid disease, which I have. Who cares? Yeah. Manageable to, you know, heart issues and this and that. So it's like... Really? My baby could have a hammer toe? (laughs) Yeah, It's just, but anyway, the science is the science. And I I just, I I think it's brilliant what you just said about you and your husband just kind of, maybe, who knows, waiting it out. You know know. what I mean? Because look at how much we've advanced in just four years. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so um, the other thing that struck me about reading your account was that, you know, I guess my, I didn't get married till I was late. I was later in life, Um, like, 30, I was 39 or turning 39. So, you know, we tried to get pregnant, didn't work out. So by the time I was 39 and a half, I started my, you know, fertility doctors and so forth. So for me, it was always like a thing that was in my forties and it wasn't all that shocking because I was in my forties. And then I read your account and I saw, you know, you said something along the lines of I'm still infertile, you know, I'll always be infertile. And I was like, Cause I never thought that. And then I realized you're right. Like I'm, I'm selfishly thinking about my own age group and I'm forgetting about people like you who were diagnosed at a much younger age. Yeah. You know, it was a tough pill to swallow because I mean, I was one of the first one of my, you know, quote unquote friend group. I don't know why I just used air quotes for that. But, <laughs> um, and so I did get married like first and, you know, we, I knew I wanted to be a young mom or I, that was my hope. Um, and like everybody else, you think you get married and you get off birth control and you'll get pregnant, you know? And so, um, when we realized, you know, I just, I wasn't getting a period. And so I just thought, well, I guess I'm pregnant, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I would test like, Oh God, on so many, um, (laughs) um, pregnancy tests. Cause I was like, I'm probably doing it wrong. I'm probably boxes to where I'm just like, okay. So I finally went to the doctor and she just like, yeah, you're not ovulating, which is why I wasn't getting in period. Um, Interesting. And I'm like, uh, what? Like I'm 26. How does that happen? You know? And mm-hmm. so she's like, I just need to go see a fertility specialist and they'll take it from there. And it was just one of those, like, in my mind, I was like, that's it. I can't have babies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, what, like I had never heard of this before, especially somebody um not in their 40s and it's just because of what society like places on you know infertility in general not for any other reason mm-hmm. um and yeah so we walked into the fertility center like heads down because I definitely didn't want to tell anybody I felt like you know something was wrong with me and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. you know as mm-hmm. a woman and, and I was I'm the thing too is that it's funny because I think all my friends will tell you that it's probably the healthiest mm-hmm. um, out of all of them. You yep. know, like I, I didn't drink much. I never had even tried a drug. Um, I, you know, like nothing. And, and it doesn't matter. Like if you did totally fine, look, all my friends that did have been successful having pregnancies naturally, like when they want, you know what I mean? Yep. So, who knows? But anyway, like food wise, everything I've just been like always healthy, always a healthier one. Um, and for no reason other than that's just my personality. But um, yeah, it was just very shocking and isolating and um, 
just kind of a topic we never talked about other than like, you know, in our home and when we were at the doctor and that was it. And, and in our home, like not much shot. We didn't talk about it. We just said, okay, it's time to do a shot or, you know what I mean? Right. So never like how do we talk about it today by any means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's why your account is just, it's, I, I mean, I have no doubt you're saving some souls out there, you know, uh-huh. because yeah. like you're saying, it's, it's, it's a hard lonely road at times and um to finally have women you know coming forward and saying listen we span all different ages all different backgrounds and Mm -hmm. all around the world by the way and you know why is this happening we don't know I mean I have you know I sat there trying to figure out with my fertility therapist like why like like kind of like you're saying like because I had this guilt attached to me Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause my husband was, you know, completely fine, ready to go, ready to have kids, you know, all his tests are fine. And I'm like, my sister's fine. My mom's fine. You know, everyone's fine. And, and like you, I was pretty healthy. I was, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't sleep around. I didn't do it. Like I, I kind of yeah. did everything thinking I was doing everything right. And, and that was kind of the hardest pill to swallow, but I, I completely commend you because, and I want everyone to, to check it out at, uh, my beautiful blunder because, your writing is just, it's really, really beautiful. And your, your, your passages on marriage and how it, you know, this ordeal affects that as well. Yeah. were really, really poignant to me. And, um, thank anyone you. going through this needs to check out your account because oh, thank you. You're so sweet. It's really, really, I'm telling you, I was sobby. Some of your stuff. I mean, you had one piece. I have it written down. Hold on. You showed a bunch of pictures and you said, you know, this is getting pregnant to me or something. And it was blood yeah. draws and it was the medication yeah. and the cost, the cost of that medication. I mean, the IVF costs enough. And then you go to the pharmacy and they're like $4,000 for medicine. And you're like, what? Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, smiling through a miscarriage and it shows a picture of you guys, you know, on the beach or something and traveling, travel, taking trips to escape the pain. We did the same thing. Like everything yeah. you were saying, I'm thinking, yeah, we went to Korea, we went to Japan, we went to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Yep. All while this was happening, probably to escape the pain and then smiling through the pain. And um, it really, it really, really hit home. So I want everyone to check out your account at My Beautiful Blunder. And uh, just to lighten it up a little bit, because as we said, you ended up with three gorgeous girls. And mm-hmm. I have a a beautiful, funny little, uh, little man at home is two and a half. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I did, I, I try to, you know, humor gets me through everything. Absolutely. Everything bad in life. So I did have some humorous moments in my journey, and I didn't know if you had any that you could think of off the top of your head to share. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, certain things like having to do injections, uh, I mean, honestly, like even on the airplane, you know. Oh, my God, me too. Stop it. That's my story. Okay, tell me yours. Uh, I'm dying right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, e- I don't even know where we're going, but I was some, I'm sure it was just again to kind of get away, but it's like, you're still in the middle of your stuff and yeah. um, you have to go into like the airplane bathroom and do it. And I'm like, God, I'm like in there forever. Or like, what if the plane starts to like shake and I like miss or like I injure myself, you know what I mean? <laughs> I love uh, it. I love it. I yeah, multiple spots. I mean, like one time in a Mexican restaurant, I like I took a cooler with me, and then but honestly, like by that point, I'm like whatever. And when people yeah. ask me at that point, I mean nobody ever really did. But yeah. one time I was at a um, NCAA. Is that yeah, yeah, 
the, the basketball. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's good. Okay. Yeah, I so sorry. About that. <laughs> yeah, you were watching. Um, it was a senior aspects, like one of the finals or whatever, right. a few years ago. Actually, it's right before your yacht, and I had to do a progesterone injection in the middle of the game. And I went to the bathroom, and literally no one was there. So it's like I need a mirror, you know, like yeah. I was like, whatever. And I just did it. And somebody came in and I was just, I was doing it. Was like, <laughs> totally. I was like, sorry, I'm doing it. Yeah. And then they like went into the bathroom, peed and left. And I didn't care. Oh point. my gosh. I know. But you're like, you have to be like, I'm not doing like hard drugs. I swear. Yeah. Don't call the okay. police. No. So. Oh my goodness. That yeah. I, is crazy. And one of my stories is sports. Yeah. I went to a USC Alabama football game and it was this big okay. deal because they usually don't play each other um and it was at Dallas Cowboy Stadium so it's in Dallas it's huge it's 90 degrees it's Dallas and like you I'm lugging in the freezer yeah. like the freezer of meds and you know these burly guys who work you know security at these stadiums in the yellow jackets like they don't they don't get it and I'm like yeah. I'm so sorry but I had to do my injections they're like whatever anyway but yeah I shot up one time on a delta plane but I'm I am you are so much better than I am because <laughs> I think it was my trigger shot. And as you know, you uh, cannot miss the time of your no. trigger shot or else it throws off everything. And I'm yeah. like, and I, what happened was I was delayed. We were delayed. We kept being delayed. And then they had a circling in the air. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have it with me. Thank goodness I brought it. I thought I would have been on yeah. the ground at home two hours ago. I'm not. And I'm like, screw it. I did it right in my seat. I did. I pulled down yeah. my pants halfway. I like kind of put the magazine like between me and the guy next yeah. to me. He had no idea I was watching a movie, but I'm like, it was so not sanitary. So I'm sorry, Delta, but I did. I did do it. I had to do it. Cause I'm like, what am I going to do? Lose 20 grand or something no, because no, Delta's no. delayed. Um, but yeah, I had one other story where I was, um, I don't know if you ever had to take Lupron. Do you remember? I did not. Okay. They call it loopy Lupron. And I get yeah. that. <laughs> they put me on it once and I was batshit crazy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just mentally like, yeah, yeah, I couldn't control my anger. So we were, I was driving down Larchmont Boulevard in LA and you know, there's all these cute little shops and stuff. And I see this parking spot coming available. So I put on my blinker, like the good little citizen driver I am, I'm waiting. So I'm waiting for the car to pull out. And this woman comes from nowhere on the opposite lane and like totally jack moves me and takes the spot. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh no, I'm in the middle of Larchmont Boulevard. I put that car in park. I get out of my car. There's cars behind me. I walk up to the side of her car and she's, you know, getting her bag out and she looks up and she's so startled that like I'm sitting there ready to confront her. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? You could have totaled both of our cars. You could have killed us. I'm screaming on the top of my lungs. And she's like, and she gets out and she's like trying to like push past me with her purse. It was kind of physical. That's how crazy I was on Lupron. So she goes mm -hmm. running into the salon and I'm just sitting there screaming like a lunatic. I'm like, yeah, you're so effing ugly. You need a beauty salon. You better. Everyone's looking at me. Okay. I get in my car and I call my husband. I'm like, yeah, you won't believe what just happened. And I tell him, and then I'm like, I want to go back and leave a nasty note on her cart. And he goes, Carol, it's like, go home. Stop yeah. right now. <laughs> and I just start, then I start bursting out in tears. And that's how I know yeah. this is all hormonal. These totally. medicines just freaking oh, I mean, yeah. not all of them but some of them now i'm like now i know why they call it loopy lupron but yeah but the fact that i started crying i'm like you know i'm gonna end up arrested so i told my doctor i'm like please please don't we yeah. might we might not be able to do the lupron anymore but anyway yeah there's you know there's always there's always the humor we have to find in it but um so yeah getting back to our our similarities i was reading about how 
you guys have been married for 12 and a half years and uh, congrats on that. And I know sometimes have been harder than others and we're going on our 10th anniversary um, in two weeks. And um, yeah. And so I saw that and I'm like, okay, you've been married 12 and a half. I've been married 10. You said you did three businesses. We did one, maybe kind of two. You did six moves. We did five moves, like all these similarities. You did two home renovations. We just finished our first. So I'm a little bit behind you because you got two and a half years on me, but I'm like, (laughs) everything is like, so kind of, I don't know. It was just kind of funny how much there's, um, totally. Totally. And yeah, does your family, do your family and friends like get mad at you about all your address changes too? Um, well, so when we've moved, I mean, not too much other than like when we were renovating or when we built the house we're in right now, we were, we were here first and then we left, you know, to rent because we totally like knocked it down and had to, and we did it. Mm-hmm. And so we we're renting, but then COVID. So then we actually moved rentals twice. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, totally. And so my address changed like three times um, within, you know, from 2019 to last year. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, I was like, I, I kept told, I told everyone, I was like, I can still get mail here, you know, like at my original, original, but like, if you want me to get it quickly, I'll be at this one. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, I still get things sent there. Like, like there's brands that'll send me stuff. They're like, I sent you a package. I'm like, uh, wrong address. I was there. Yeah. When you send it last year, cause totally. I'm not there. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah, no, my cousins are always like, we don't have room in our address book anymore. I'm like, well, put it online. But they're like, we keep scribbling out. You moved too many times. But yeah, uh, yeah the other thing is, I, I just have to say, we both have hot husbands. Okay. Cause I've seen your videos. And not only do we both have hot husbands, but they're the fun parent, like you said. And I'm watching these videos of your husband, like in front of the high chair, acting like a monkey, making your little girl laugh. And I'm like, that's my husband. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like they get to be the fun parent. But I I kind of think it's cool because you and I are like the commanders, right? Totally. Oh, yeah. He's just like, I mean, at least like I know I'm always going to be able to make all the decisions because totally you're um, the boss. You're going to, yeah. I'm like, if you're going to do that, then like I get to make them for everything, not just for what you don't want to make decisions on. Totally. Yeah. No, we're the, we're the generals of the army and we'll take that. So yeah. Um, but yeah. And I, I, I loved some of the stuff you wrote, you started writing about New York and it was funny because you were like, you know, there's just something about being here that I love and I feel at home yeah. And I'm reading it and I, I lived in New York. I mean, I've lived a couple of places, but I've lived in New York the most years out of any place I've ever lived. And right. I consider myself a New Yorker. It's my beloved city. And I'm reading it and I'm like, of course she loves it there because <laughs> there's a, I am convinced there's magic in those sidewalks. There yeah. just is. It's a different yeah. place. And if you are um, any bit creative it stirs your creativity. Do you know what I mean? And so I'm reading it and I'm like, of course she loves New York. Like that's exactly, you know, probably kind of a little bit of where you're perfectly fit. And I want to tell you too, when people get on you and they're like, with the weather, I, I hate it. I, I, here's the thing about the weather too. If you, if you live in New York city and it snows, 
there's a good chance someone else, like you don't really have to shovel. Like that's the only bad part about the snow really. And you're not driving in it. So when you live in New York city, if it snows, it's actually great. Cause you just get to go sit in a coffee shop and like, enjoy yourself and be creative and write. You know what I mean? I know. Well, I would say I'm like, look, I know I live in Southern California and it's quote unquote the perfect weather, but like, it's also, it does get cold. Oh yeah. So the thing is though, is that like restaurants, anywhere you go, they like have this weird mindset that it's like, no, you're in Southern California. So even if it's like, you know, 38 degrees at night, you're, you can still eat outside. Like yeah. you're fine. Yeah. It's, it, you know, we'll still keep the air conditioning on inside. I'm like, I tell my husband, I'm like, when we go to New York and it's cold, they get it. It's cold. So they're prepared. And it's like the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. So they acclimate to weather change, which yes. is something we don't get here. And yeah. I like, it drives me nuts. Yeah. No, I know. And there's something that builds character for kids and stuff about being yeah. near snow and having to get up and trudge through and jump over slushy, you know, corners and sidewalks and so forth. So I saw that and I just thought it was pretty funny. But yeah, um, yeah so I just wanted to introduce everyone to you and uh, thank you for your accounts. It really, really you know, my, my, and thanks to my cousin, Allison, by the way, who said, Carol, you need to check out this account. <laughs> and uh, I, and I did. And I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, oh my gosh, so she's great. And then I realized all of our similarities, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, the internet, we all complain about it at times, you know, it could be kind of a crazy place, but then I found, especially through this journey and a couple other journeys I went on, it can be a saving grace. So, absolutely. so yeah. thank no, you I for thought. all you do. And, um, yeah, so check out Erin at, at my beautiful blunder on Instagram. Do you have anything else? Do you have other? You have a um, the blunder? Blunder is just um, mybeautifulblunder.com. Mm-hmm. So that's, honestly, that's all. I got okay, I guess I'll say it out loud, but I did start a TikTok like a couple months ago and I'm mm-hmm. just slowly getting it's such a different world for me because yeah. I'm so used to like, I'm like, where do I write? Like, where am I? Right. And I'm like, I have three lines like I don't I don't know what to do so it's, it's a very slow like yeah but I am on there same handle a little bit different like vibe but still all about infertility and support and everything so. that's great I have to ask you how do you keep your house so clean and I, I don't mean like maybe maybe it's dusty I can't tell that but I mean no. organized you have three you have three kids I have one oh, my yeah, home does I, not look like yours I am like that's just my thing and we did have when we moved here I, I told my husband I'm like okay we're gonna have this organizing company come and like help us uh-huh. they literally did everything in my house like all our cabinets all oh, that's cabinets. Awesome. and then now I tell my kids I'm like this has a home it's very clearly labeled so if I'm seeing colored pencils on the counter or in a drawer that doesn't say colored pencils we have a problem yeah and, and I'm gonna throw them away so okay. okay, good. I, I got to follow I that. Not, not like the most patient with that, but they have learned and like, it's, it's easy for them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take your lead on that. And it's funny. Cause I was watching your videos. I'm like, looking at your home. I'm like, either she's a professional organizer or somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody helped. Yeah. So I was right. Okay, good. That's, that's what I have to do. Okay. Well, thank you so, so much for joining today. I appreciate the conversation. And I know we didn't even have enough time to get into like the nuts. I mean, the, the, the like guts of a lot of this, but you'll see it on your account and everyone can see it on your account. And it's really beautiful, really beautiful storytelling. So 
Um, so thank you for that. So it's at my beautiful blunder. And as I end every show, I always say celebrate life. So go celebrate life. I love that. More (laughs) of that. All right. Thank you, Erin. Thank you. And thank you everyone. We'll see you next time on Hollywood sports mom.